entering the champion. to the Why So Series podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. Um, we're just doing a quick fill-in here. We had some technical issues for the first 10 minutes or so of the show. Um, and so I'm doing this quick little re- uh, read-over uh, just to make sure it doesn't sound too crazy. So when the show starts, it's going to be myself, Devin, and Cameron Hawkins from the PW Torch East Coast cast uh, in the middle of our WrestleMania recap. Um after that, we get into a lot of the news stories of the week, including the Joker movie, um, Suicide Squad news, um, Morbius news, all types of Marvel and DC news after that. Um, <clears throat> but we and, did recap you know, WrestleMania to start. That doesn't hold um, him back when a guy like Triple H is in charge, but um, he's, he's damn near perfect. Gargano, for every, everything except selling a match on the microphone, Gargano's perfect. I thought it was it was amazing. Um, those two are, you know, my, my NXT 6, those two, Black Ricochet, uh, Dream, and Champa. And then Champa coming out at the end, I think if you watch NXT, you know those guys are really best friends. And so it doesn't detract from what you're seeing. You know, the story was going to be, um, you know, those two fighting for the title and Gargano probably beating him. And hell, they might have hugged at the end of that if we don't have any injuries. So who knows? But, um, you know, a a damn near perfect main event. Um, Again, just phenomenal. I might go back and watch that and Riddle Dream again and again and again. And again, wow. Absolutely. Uh, I'm just not a a Gargano fan. I'm just not. I just I mean, he's good. He's great talent wise, but I just, I'm just not a fan. I don't want to see him on, on the main roster. He's good where he is because I don't see. You're where not he the is. only person who thinks that. Like a lot of people think he's better where he is. I personally want him on the main roster just because I want all the wrestlers to make as much money as they can while they're in this business. Um, but some people see him as like not believable. I tend to look at it from what I talked about earlier, just like this underdog dude that keeps fighting, but. There is something when Cam says, like, Adam Cole looks like a volleyball coach that, like, I I, text, I sent Cam a tweet, and I was like, because I, I was watching the G1 Supercard, and I see, um, uh, what's his name, Zack Sabre Jr. wrestling uh, Tanahashi, and I'm watching this match, and I'm like, there's no, no way no Zack Sabre Jr. is messing with Tanahashi. Look at yeah, this dude. Yeah. Uh, even though he's so smooth and good in the ring, like, he's so good. But I'm just I'm just watching it and I cannot get past that. And maybe that's my own like thing that I got to deal with. But I I think maybe because I was you know I, you know we we're all at the age that we grew up when you know wrestlers were much bigger. Like Sean Michaels, six listen, three two seventy five. When we were like, growing up, Shawn Michaels was considered small. People were like, yeah. "Is Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart too small to be champion?" If Shawn Michaels walked on Raw today. He would be one of the bigger wrestlers on the show. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> He's definitely bigger than Seth Rollins. 
He's yeah. like <laughs> Bret Hart is much bigger than Seth Rollins, like j- jacked wise. Like so, we and we watch these things, and so we kind of grew up in a time where that was the case. But I think there is a level that you have to reach for it to be credible. And I think Johnny Gargano reaches that because his body looks like an athlete. He's not. He's he's got abs. He's got muscles. He looks like an athlete. Whereas, like when I see Zack Saber Jr., even though he's kind of tall, he looks like nothing. He just looks like a swimmer. Like, and not I'm not trying to knock swimmers. I'm just saying when you're in a combat sport, that's not the body you typically look at, looking for. I mean, um, nobody's nobody's like Michael Phelps. Like I feel like Michael Phelps has been to 250. Nobody ever thinks that. So yeah, you know what I think. That. You know what I think is cool. Um, I, I was talking to uh, I was talking to Bruce about this. Like Matt Riddle has one of those bodies to where he's clearly in good shape. You believe that he can fight, but he also looks like a normal guy when he's wearing a t-shirt. Yeah. And I think like that's the type of thing that they're going to move more toward when it comes to the people they push. Like I think Ricochet's the same way. I think Black's the same way. Um like they they have people who look like real people but also look like fighters. And I think that like this next generation like, you know, Rollins isn't big. Kofi certainly isn't big. Um, you know, Becky Lynch um, is not the size of a Charlotte and is not as, you know, cut up as a, uh, a Sasha Banks. You know, so they're they're trying to find a happy medium, Which I think, between – Exactly. Mm-hmm. A happy medium between, like, badasses and people. And I, and I think they're doing an okay job. And you can still have your Bobby Lashley's every once in a while. Absolutely. <laughs> looks weird. That, that man is what forty seven years old. Yeah, and looks like that forty five years old. Like that's absurd. Like, it's did just did absurd. you see? Uh, well, I, I, and guys, I'm actually like I'm watching SmackDown as we do this. I don't want to mess up anything you got going. Yeah, me but too. yeah, Joe's in the ring, and then Braun's coming out to fight Joe. <laughs> why, why, why does Braun have abs? This is not okay. Yeah, yeah. It's re- like Braun is. Why is Braun on SmackDown? Why was Drew McIntyre? What the hell's going on? Isn't it shake up next week? Yeah, they said we're going to get the most out of being in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's move I on to WrestleMania. about the Joe match. Oh, just talking about Joe. All right, uh, we'll get to I Joe. Thought... Oh, okay. We'll get to – why are you jumping ahead? We got we to gotta, we gotta roll through. Especially we got to get through maintenance and get to the rest of this shit uh, so Mike can stop being – Mike, you still there? He's, he's on mute. He's on mute. Okay. Uh, all right. So the match that came on his, uh, pre, on his preview show – well, no, on the UD pod called uh, – what did he call it? He said this was the biggest uh, lock that you could have on WrestleMania. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, my God. Buddy Murphy beating Tony Nese. Well, it looks like Buddy Murphy lost to Tony Nese. So I, I, <laughs> I really did. <laughs> I oh, think he's man. coming up to the main roster uh, at some point. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, did you see? Um, I don't know if you saw uh, Dream on on Twitter, but Dream was like doing a selfie video, and Buddy Murphy walks by, and he's making fun of him for not being a champion anymore. He's like, "How'd that title match go for you, mate?" I was like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> yeah, there, there's literally nothing else for Buddy Murphy to do um, on 205 Live. Like when they had when they didn't have him in there against, like I said, Alexander. It was like, okay, like hey, clearly you have different plans for this guy. So I do think he moves up. Um, Buddy Murphy's not 205 pounds. Like, if I'm no. 190 pounds, no. Buddy Murphy's not 200. No, that's a bit, that's a lot. That's the, they've been shoving that down our throat for a long time. That's There's no way line. he's 205 pounds. So when he, when he shows up, he'll fit in just fine in whatever space they put him in. I'm sure it'll be okay. 
All right, cool. I'm going to skip some of these irrelevant matches. Uh, Seth Rollins defeated Brock Lesnar in like eight minutes. Um, I was surprised they kicked the show off with this when I saw I it, but it. then going back, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to skip over uh, Terry showing up because, you know, fuck him. Um, <laughs> so um, Seth is the universal champion now. Uh, where do you where do you see them going with Seth from there? And do you think Brock's done for a while, or do you what do you think is going to happen with Brock going forward? Yeah, I think I think Brock's back maybe around SummerSlam time. Um, okay. So that's what a good three four months. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think what Seth did was pretty cool uh, Monday night uh, with him and Kofi. Uh, you know, he took personal offense to somebody coming to Raw and. Uh, you know, basically calling their shot against the champ. I think Seth is going to be proud defending champion, um, proving his medal every single week. I think what that allows them to do in the short term is have any number of contenders come up against him. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know if they run Drew at him first, but I, I think Seth is in that cool space to where everybody has the same beef with Seth. I think that I'm better than the best. And it can just be that, you know? Um, so, and he can have a match with anybody and it'd be kind of even. So I, I think, I think they go by the book with Seth. I think Seth is proud universal champion uh, who fights for the people and the pride of his television show, which works in their universe. Uh, agreed. Agreed. I also, um, Seth took a beating in that match too. Like his back was fucked up. Um, so he, he really put it on and, um, Brock, the people don't like Brock, and I get it, but, you know, I find Brock to be entertaining, and he's good at what he does. Um, yeah. And so I, I do laugh at the fans who, like, really hate, like, they really hate Brock. They're like, Brock's holding the company up. Like, he's holding them hostage. And I'm just like, I mean, he's he's just being a businessman. I can't get mad at Brock for that. Never. Uh, but I get it. I get it. Uh, you want to believe. Um I don't really want to talk about AJ Orton. That was just a match to me. Uh, the Usos retained. They finally got their moment on the main show, not on the pre-show. Um, how good was it to see the Usos win on the main show? I loved it. It was, it was great. Um, yeah, like what else can you say? Like it's <laughs> it's it's to, to me the 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 best tag team that they've ever produced. Um, damn near homegrown. Um, you know, been as good as anybody for almost a decade flipped that switch when American alpha came up and have not looked back. And it's nice to see them not be forgotten this time around. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. Like they just resigned a five year deal. I don't know what more they can do. Um, unless like, like it's weird when you look at the landscape that they have currently, I, as, as much as I love the new day, I think that that act is transitioning into something different. Um, mm -hmm. you know, where we are. And I don't think that uh, Ricochet and Black are going to be a team for long. So really, it's kind of the Usos waiting on the War Raiders. And hopefully yeah. everybody's healthy by the time we get there. Um, but good for them. Like, they got their mania spot, and hopefully they just they stay out of trouble and get paid for five years. <laughs> yeah. Also, by the way, that that whole um, he, he got out and squared up with the cops seems like it was a lie. So there's that. The the, the police lie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's that. Uh, Shane McMahon versus The Miz. Uh, I, I thought this was much better than I expected. I'm not going to say it was really good, but it was entertaining, and I thought it was going to be not good. And for what it was, I mean, I still hate 
Shane's punches. Like, I just can't get over those. I think he's trolling us at this point. I think he heel Shane is punching like that on purpose to make people mad. Uh, but I like the story they tell. I thought Miz showed some anger for the first time, like really showing a and different side you. of a character with him. I thought his dad is has the perfect face for pro wrestling. Like he just <laughs> looks like a pro wrestling character. It's just so ridiculous. And then they had the interesting finish that was shot really well in the sense of where it looked like it was. People were telling me that were there that it wasn't that high. Like in the building, but on TV it looked like they were falling from like you know, it like he was like a building yeah. to the ground. Uh, so Cam, what do you think about this match and how they how they did the finish? Yeah, it was just fine. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not a big fan. I think you have to sus- uh, suspend disbelief when Shane is in the ring because mm-hmm. I'm supposed to believe you're as fast and as strong and you know as talented as all these wrestlers. Um, and Okay, like I don't really buy that, but you know they go the route of doing kind of crazy stuff to get through it. I thought the finish looked really good. Like you said, it was shot very, very well. Um, you know, to have that fall and to kind of have the pin just kind of based on location, I thought that was good. I mean, it gives them an excuse to keep wrestling. I don't know how big of a fan I am of that, but you know, <laughs> when it's, I'll be happy when it's over. But yeah, I thought it was just fine. I agree. Uh, we already talked about the Iconics winning the belt in a surprise. Uh, they're on a, they're on TV now doing a promo. Uh, so I'll see what they say. Anytime saying. I get Shane doing attitude era Shane shit, I, I'm I'm here for it. I just because I, I just always think about like, yo, this dude's not built like he's not built for this shit. But yet he's still out here. You mean like, like when Kurt Angle was throwing him through plate glass windows and shit? <laughs> <laughs> that that's still one of the most ridiculous things I've seen that match. Like that man took an ass whooping. But you know, of course, he gets six months off, so he can do those things. Exactly. Um, <laughs> then we got the. The match of my lifetime, uh, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. It feel, I said this when uh, after Elimination Chamber, when I'm watching that match and I'm just a complete fan, just jumping up for the near falls, cheering for him, getting excited when he's about to win and was devastated and upset when he lost. Uh, and Cam and I talked about this on Twitter and Rich and I talked about this on the show last week, but we've had our issues with the story that they told to get here up until the last week when they actually had the promo exchange. That should have been the story the whole time. It should have been Daniel Bryan saying, listen, I know what it's like to be. I know what it's like to feel this intoxication from these fans and they get behind you, but it's not good for you and it's going to ruin you and it ruined me. And I'm a better person now that I'm not living for that. And Kofi saying, no, the fans have been behind me for 11 years and they've helped me stay through all the bullshit that I've been through, and now they're going to help me beat you for the championship. Like, that should have been the story, not the shit that they did. But now that we're here and they had this match, uh, Cam, what would you think about the match as a match? And then what did you think about, like, how it made you feel at the end? Because we've all seen the images on Twitter. We saw MVP and Chad from uh, Crime Time, like, literally in tears. Like, it, it yeah. meant a lot more than just a win. So what would you think about uh, all of it? Yeah, I mean, we were we were grinding the club, man. We were I had people at the house, and like as me, I'm over there. Travis is over there. Some of my buddies, like, we just stopped and cried. <laughs> just it was like, wow, like this is this is that powerful. I thought the match was really good. I was super surprised at a relatively clean finish, mm-hmm. like yeah. super surprised. Um, but they didn't go shenanigans. They gave us a a a clear, visible win. Um, you know, I thought it was a really good match. I, I hope, like, the stuff about not getting automatic rematches, I, I want 
this ran back. I want to see these two work together. Um, like we talked about the buildup not being exactly what we wanted it to be. Uh, but once we got there, we were there. I thought, mm-hmm. like you said, that, that go home promo, you could have stretched that out for a month, month and a half because those two were that good. And, and just, um, you know, I hate, thanking white people for black shit, but shout out to Daniel Bryan oh, for, yeah. for understanding, yeah. like for yeah. pushing for this, for understanding what that would do um, for a generation of people. Like he, he, he does seem to really get um, what's important in, in life I know. and that it's about art and moments and having people to look up to. And he's he should be appreciated as somebody who fought for people he didn't have to um, at a time where he didn't have to. I never forget yeah. he came out there one week with a shirt that was like no racism, no homophobia, no uh, Islamophobia, no sexism. Like, and he's supposed to be a heel, and I'm like, I'm supposed to boo this guy. <laughs> like, what's going on here? <laughs> uh, he's telling me to take care, like, to eat better and to take care of the planet and to not be racist and to not to be homophobic, and I'm supposed to boo this guy. Uh, but I will give him credit. Like, he went one year ago this time. He was the biggest baby face in the company. Coming back from his injury, uh, wrestling at right. WrestleMania, uh, just the, the just the biggest baby face there could be. And a year later, he's like, you know what? I'm going to be a heel for the betterment of the company. And he's and he's going out there to be a heel. He's not trying to be super cool and get cheers. He's he's playing to the idiocy of some of the audience that he knows will get them to boo him. And he get and he does it. And it made the story better because. And I said this on Twitter, like I said, how great would the Matt Riddle Velveteen match even be even better if one was a clear baby face and one was a clear heel? And you could just totally get behind the near falls. And, yeah. the, and the same thing with Gargano and Cole. Because, I mean, Cole was playing the heel, but everybody was cheering for him. Um, but this was your classic match where it had all the modern stuff, but it also had the clear guy that everyone in the building was cheering for. And then that person won. The celebration after with his kids, uh, it was just amazing. Devin, what do you think? Uh, I was in Omaha watching this, and I, I cried. I cried those tears for real. And I just kept saying, Omaha, Omaha, because I remember. I'm going to remember that forever. And just the fact that they gave them the time to really appreciate the moment and to see Biggie and, and Xavier just understand that we fought so hard for this. And you could tell. Um, again, I'm not a wrestling guy like you guys are, but like you and Cam are. But it just, I felt that, you know, because we haven't had moments like, like this, you know. Um, so I'll always remember where I was um, when I saw um, Kofi win his, his, his championship. Um, and I just, yeah, it, yeah, it was amazing. I think that's, that speaks a lot, though. Like, talking about Biggie and, and Xavier, like, we kind of have to remember, like, those guys are our age. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, Kofi Kingston was, you know, if we go back, what, 11 years, um, you're in your, you know, you're in your early 20s, late teens, like, and, and you see this guy doing these moves that nobody else is doing. You see him going on this undefeated streak. Um, and, and then you watch his longevity. You see a guy who doesn't make waves, doesn't get into trouble. Um, like, he's a role model, like, to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And to get to, you know, I, I think... If, if I've learned anything with the access that I've gotten from, you know, working for the torch and podcasting and stuff like that, like meeting your heroes sucks. Mm-hmm. Meeting yeah. the people you're a fan of sucks because 
you know, they're, they're human and, and they're flawed. And a lot of times, like, the bad in them is something that you can't shake. And for everybody to universally love Kofi and for them to really look at him, like, as their big brother and, and kind of as their idol and to see his success, man, it just we got to live that with those guys, you know, not yeah. just as, as fans, but we got to see people, um, you know, on that big stage with him, like us, they just got emotional and, and fought for this and wanted this. Like, this is something that if, if Kofi had lost the title last night, you know, it would have sucked, but we still could have cool. talked about this story. Yeah. Still you know, it was, it was a lot. It really was. I saw an interview with Hey CM- guys, I'm going to go on mute for a little bit. Um, I'm about to uh, drive off real quick. I'll be, uh, I'll be right back when I'm listening. Okay, cool. Uh, I saw an interview with CM Punk um, yesterday or today, and uh, they actually got him to talk about wrestling. So he was talking about the main event and how you know he's happy for the women and that there's gonna be women, there's gonna be little girls out there to see this and like you know I can not only can I be in the WWE but I can be the best in the WWE and how that means something. And then he was like, and they, he was like, you know, Kofi's been one of my best friends in the business and one of the people that I'm still friends with since I left WWE. And he was like, they should have put the title on Kofi eight years ago. That's what he said. And he was like, this has been a long time coming. Uh, and he was like, right after the Randy Orton thing, they should have pushed him and gave him a run, and he would have been a big star from that moment on. Uh, so uh, to see somebody like Punk, who really doesn't talk about wrestling like that anymore, to like take the time out to talk about this, tells you like what kind of dude Kofi is behind the scenes to everyone there, which is really good to see. Um, Joe beat Ray. Ray's hurt, so it did like a one-minute match. Um, it, it is what it is. He didn't need to be out there hurt. Ray's been through a lot, so, you know, if he's hurt, let him go out there. He, I like this Mysterio outfit. I can't believe it took him this long to dress up as Mysterio. That's funny. Um, but that was good. Um, they ran out of characters, man. <laughs> he ran out of, he's like, I don't want to be Hawkeye. Even though Hawkeye, wants to be Hawkeye fit would be dope. But, yeah, nobody wants to be Hawkeye. Um, but, yeah, it, it, they, Mysterio. Well, I mean – there, even though we knew who Mysterio was, Mysterio ain't have no clout. Right. He <laughs> so clout. he was like, "Let me get this off at Mania now, uh, just in case they movie bombs." <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns defeated Drew McIntyre in the. This match was the, probably the most disappointing match for me of the, of the evening because I just didn't. I just wasn't. Maybe I was drained from the Kofi, Kofi match, but I just wasn't into it. Uh, what do you think about Roman and Drew? I, mean, I thought it was a chance to make Drew. Um, I agree. I thought you could tell that story about Roman Reigns, like finally, like really humanizing him and and seeing him have to come from under and kind of redevelop um, and come back. And you know, they they chose not to go that way. I understand them wanting Roman to get a win on the big stage. Um, but yeah, it was just all right. Like I, I think they're going kid gloves at Roman right now. They don't want to push too hard. They don't know what they can get out of him just yet. But yeah, I I agree. It was a disappointment. Yeah, and they kept him off the show last night because I think they were afraid he was going to get booed um, to an extent. So uh, I, 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 it'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, how this thing goes with Roman. If I'm Roman, honestly, I'm like, listen, help me come up with a heel character that I can still be – like, I say this I, – I know this sounds ridiculous, but this is how black and white people make pro wrestling. Please come up with a heel character where I can be anti-cancer but still be a heel. Because <laughs> you know how Nobody people, because people are gonna be like, yeah, if Roman Reigns turned heel, but he's out there like talking about cancer on the show or off the show, they're gonna be like, how's he a heel? And he's, you know, he's anti. I'm like, because 
you know, I know oh, a yeah. bunch of people. people would hate him, I know yeah, a bunch like, of people that, in real life. Really I know a bunch of people in real life who are terrible people, but you know, they d- don't wish cancer on people. <laughs> like you can do, you can be both. Uh, so yeah, and then after that, we we had this segment. <laughs> so, you think you're untouchable? Word life. This is basic thugonomics. Uh, Cam, were you surprised to see old school John Cena back? And what did you think of that little interlude? Even though it was a long show and we didn't need it, uh, what did you think about that with Elias? I was very surprised, but pleasantly. Like, you know, we, again, let's be at the yeah. same age, like, you know, 2004, 2005. Like, that was, it was like, what is this white boy doing? <laughs> he was, and you know, John Cena was out there with, like, the, the shocker bars, like, and he could spit a little bit. And he, and then, he was you know, spitting it. He was wearing throwbacks at a time where we were worried about who had the coolest throwback. Mm -hmm. So you wanted to see what jersey John Cena was coming out with every week. Like, it was – that's a whole fun time in life. It was just so carefree. And, (laughs) you know, it's amazing what uh, a backwards fitted will do to, you know, a white guy's age. Yes. If he's in shape. Because John Cena was 10 years younger. Immediately. Um, and you know, he went out there and spit some bars, gave the, not the AA, gave the FU, had the, uh, the four finger rings on. It was perfect. Like, and Elias is just so naturally charismatic and can, can share the stage with anybody and look like he belongs. I I, I loved it. I really did. And he had a good comeback on Raw. Uh, and then the Undertaker came in and tombstoned his ass. Uh, but, um, I think Elias has potential if he can just up it in the ring just a little bit like if he can just up it just, he doesn't have to be he doesn't need to be daniel bryan or aj styles or you know anything like that but he just has to be a little better than he is i think they can go far with him because the crowd wants to get behind him like they do uh do you think this is a one-time thing with john or you think when we see him again he'll still be in this gimmick i think that's it I think it was a one-off. Um, I think when he comes back, he's going to have this comb over, but still have his shorts and do a karate chop. Um, could, could you imagine if they went on like a year-long run where it was just old John Cena and they just <laughs> never explained it? Like, we missed him. Great. I miss that. That would be so funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't see them trying to sustain this, but I mean, I don't know. Like John Cena's, I don't, I don't think John Cena has to prove that he's not, a rapper to anybody in Hollywood because he hasn't been one the whole time he's been right. like if you go back to the day John Cena got drafted to Raw and he wore the uh, Spirit of St. Louis jersey like that was it that, that was the last him. time was and, and he was in yeah. his big t-shirt uh, friendly not throwing uh, Charleston Chew bars at you anymore John Cena remember he um, had so, the yeah. uh, Spinner US title belt yes not, not the, the US title that shit was yo. Yeah, that was that was funny. Also, I, also, I wonder how the I wonder how and I don't and I say this as a pejorative and not as a pejorative. I wonder how the wokes would take John Cena in 2019 rapping. Who gives that, a fuck? That would be. Oh, interesting. They, 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 I, <laughs> I would I would love to see those things. I would I wouldn't read them, but I'd love to see them. Um, Triple H defeats Batista and Batista's farewell to WWE. Um, as a 50 year old man, I can only dream to look like that at 50. It's not gonna um, happen. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. But I can only dream of like that at fifty. Batista has got a lot of things going with him in Hollywood, uh, but he really put it on the line in this match. Like he got his nose ring ripped out. He's taking power bombs from the top road on the stairs. Uh, what do you think about Batista and Triple H? I know they went a little long, but what do you think about their performance? 
Cam. It's fine. Like, like you know, like Triple H is going to be okay um, for as long as he's Triple H because he always established that he's pretty good and not great. Um, and then Batista is always like again, like you said, I'm gonna like that when I'm 50. Between Batista, Randy Orton, and Jeff Hardy and Bobby Lashley, the ability to always look like yourself is such an underrated quality. Wow, rest- that that you know, is the like, realest shit anybody's ever said, yo. Uh, like very few people can do that. Um, to always look like you is very valuable. And Batista, to his credit, shaved his head while he was active duty, mm-hmm. like years ago, so it doesn't look strange him not having hair. You know, um, I, I thought, like, there's no way you can justify that being the longest match on the card. Yeah, Nothing not. dictates that, you know? But it was fine. Like, like Batista has the the best entrance music. Like, I don't know how to qualify it. It's the best. <laughs> and so I get hyped like Xavier Woods every time it happens. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was just fine. Like, but yeah, like, pulling the nose ring out. Like, even when somebody gets hurt in wrestling, I don't cringe. Oh, that was cringy. But yeah, like don't do that to me. Why, why, why don't you like me? What did I do to you? I wish uh, they would have <laughs> gave him the spotlight in the stadium, though. So oh, made the God, whole yes. stadium black and just had the spotlight follow him to the ring. God, yes. That would have uh, been everything. Would have been so... I was watching 2010 Batista videos earlier today just for the entrance um, with the music and the spotlight. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, the match was just fine. It shouldn't have went that How do you feel about Triple H's entrance? It's always good. I, yeah. I don't, who does Triple H think he is? That's what always. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I, I was going to ask. Like, yo, <laughs> it's just because I run this shit. Like, like you can't have an intro that fucking intricate, that long, and not and be it's, average. His knees don't bend. Like, all due respect. Like, for you to do all this Mad Max stuff, I've seen Mad Max. I've seen how those guys fight. I've seen how they fall. That's not you. That, the, the entrances are always super dope for him. Like this whole. Yeah gothic but post-apocalyptic thing that he's had a fetish for for like 10-15 years it's amazing it, it looks yeah. great but I was like damn he got all that and a lot of guys just came out so yeah. Yeah. by the way I um, I totally oh by the way it's pretty amazing Triple H did that match like 6 months after Tanner's patch which like these dudes man they're doing stuff that I would never do <laughs> I would never do uh, you've been a big proponent for a long time of yeah, having Baron Corbin uh, wrestle Kurt Angle for his retirement match. You didn't want to see Kurt out there with somebody too fast, too much better than him, where he feels the need that he has to try to keep up and ends up breaking his neck. And I, I say that literally. Um, but what did you think about how they did this and him actually losing the match? I like Baron Corbin. Like, I like him as an act. And I mean, when I say I like him as an act, I like what he does with the material. Like, I think he does a great job of being a jerk. He does a great job of being confident. He has nuance about him. So I, I get what winning this match does for him going forward. I, I just think that the fact that they don't have Baron Corbin in some type of wrestling outfit attracts yeah, Baron ridiculous. Corbin. <laughs> you know, like, for, for Kurt Angle's last match, you know, to be against third shift Applebee's guy, it's rough. Yeah, like, he looks visually, like the largest... You know? A valet Parker you've ever seen. Exactly. I just do trucks. Yeah. I just do trucks. That's uh, what he tells you. Also, how scary were you when he went up for that moonsault? That's got to tell yeah. you, I was fucking terrified. <laughs> I was you scared. have no neck. Like, I don't... <laughs> this is all bad, Kurt. It's like um, that PCO but... doing it a moonsault. By the way, if you get a chance, like those of you who don't follow wrestling outside of WWE, there's this guy, PCO, Pierre Carl, who used to be wrestling a long time ago. He's like 50 now. And he's in Ring of Honor. And he's out here 
doing the most ridiculous shit you've ever seen a 300-pound, 50-year-old man do. Moonsaults. Sunday, Saturday, he got powerbombed by two people outside, from inside the ring, outside to the floor, not through a table, just to the floor from two people from inside the ring. It's ridiculous. So when I saw that, I was like, please don't, please don't fall on your neck. Please don't fall on your neck. And he made it to my surprise. He made it. So I will say this, Cam. If they would have done, I think all the matches they had Kurt did, fucked with him because his body can't take it. Mm-hmm. I think if they would have had Kurt do the Ric Flair thing where he wrestled one match every couple of pay-per-views or every three months and Vince was like, you know, when you lose, you know, you're done. Uh, and then he did an injury angle. He won his match, but they did an injury angle in like November. And so they do an injury angle and then he doesn't wrestle until WrestleMania. So he has six months to just rest up. I think he could have done an okay match at that point. But when they brought him out there every week, clearly by the end, he was done. There was nothing else. And it's, it's time for him to hang up the boots. And I like how they had Lars Sullivan, Lars Sullivan come out and get a little bit. I think Lars Sullivan is going to get more from that than Baron Corbin did beating him um, coming out on Monday. Um, Bobby Lashley lost to the Demon. I didn't even see this match. I heard it was okay. Uh, you didn't miss anything. You're yeah. fine. I was walking the dog because I was like, it's late. Uh, yeah, I feel you. Like I never really get up for demon matches. The demon matches. Well, I just uh, know he's gonna win, and I didn't yeah. want to see that. It was just way. Too, the show's way too long. But we all been talking about that. And then we got the main event: winner take all. Becky versus Ronda versus Charlotte. I thought the match was great. Uh, well, not great, but I thought it was really, really good. Um, I think they absolutely proved that they deserve to be there. They did not shit the bed. Ronda is something else. Like Cam talks about this all the time, but like. Say what you want to say about conspiracy theory outside the ring, calling wrestling fake Ronda. But in between those ropes, she is something else. For somebody who's only been in this business one year, like, she is something else. Um, and Becky wins in kind of a finish that came out of nowhere. Uh, what do you think about their performances, Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky, Cam? And what do you think about the finish? Are you, do you believe it was an accident? Do you think it was planned? Like, there's a whole debate about that. So I do think it was an accident. Um, the performances were great. All three of them are great. Like I said, Charlotte's a super athlete. Ronda Rousey is in that that Kurt Angle, Matt Riddle, Shayna Baszler area of those super quick adapters mm-hmm. who just get what they're doing and do a great job of it. Um, and then and, and Becky is right now like the biggest star in wrestling. So you know she's going to carry her weight. Um, you know, one thing that I finally kind of admitted to, to I guess myself and then you know to a wider audience is that mm-hmm. you know as good as I think Ronda is maybe it was too soon to let Ronda go out there and have to carry the main event of WrestleMania by herself and I, I think agree. that's fair and, and so when you look at the finish um that was kind of inconclusive but like it was definite but not definite you know like it, nobody's getting hung up on it. There's not going to be a bunch of conspiracies about it forever. I, I think that lends to the idea of maybe that's why they didn't want her out there by herself. Because if one thing goes wrong in, in a 20, 25 minute match that she's not really accustomed to, how does she respond? So you have a Charlotte out there who who is a ring general can create while that's going on. So um, I, I thought it was a, a really good match. Absolutely. Uh, WrestleMania main event worthy. Um, and then on top of that, um, you know, the finish, while funny, it's not funny enough to where we don't think there was a definitive winner. So, right. all, all, all really good. 
Good, good. That wraps up that. I'm not going to go into Raw because, uh, you know, it's not that I didn't important. watch it either, so. It's not that important. <laughs> uh, but let's get on to the news and uh, have Mike come back. Uh, so, Michael! <laughs> Mike, are you still here? I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. All right, yeah, we're done with Wrestling Corner, so we can get into some other shit. Uh, Cam, did you see uh, the Joker uh, trailer? Joker movie Absolutely. trailer. Absolutely. I, I, I made my podcasting partner who hates pretty much all media that wasn't his idea. I made him watch that too. <laughs> um, like, yeah, he, he'll watch like super troopers, but that's about as far as it goes. Um, yeah. I saw the Joker trailer. Um, f- first thing I have to admit, they have my money. They mm-hmm. were going to have my money regardless. So I have to say that. Um, I, I, Joaquin Phoenix is so good. I would go see him in anything. Like he's yes. up there with, he is what uh, Ed Norton was to me 12 mm-hmm. years ago. If you're in something, I'm going to go see it because I believe that whether it's good or bad, you're going to do your damnedest to make it work. Um, I, I hate I hate that the Joker has a name in the preview. <laughs> yes. But Why is his name Arthur? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like you guys are this is even though I'm a comic guy like this is way more your wheelhouse. But I think that. When somebody like me is like, look, I understand that source material is not the end-all, be-all, but mm-hmm. when you fuck something up, the source material was the way to go. Like, it's not always worth trying something new. I don't give you credit for trying something new if the new is bad, but True. this does look interesting. I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so I think I- it's going to be good. Uh, I was intrigued by the trailer. I did not want a Joker origin story. I still believe that there should not be a Joker origin story because I believe the reason why the Joker is so interesting is because we don't know his origin story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so doing a movie to tell his origin story. And last, okay, they can make this movie good is if they somehow in the course of the movie show that, oh, he is full of shit. And this everything that we just he, saw is oh, just... If they, he needs to say at the end... That, he needs uh, to say, not killing joke, right? Not that not the joke. No, in. it is the killing joke. It, it is, is the killing, killing joke, joke where he just he, told like fifteen the, fake stories. Well, no, he tells he tells a story throughout the book, and at the very end, he's finishing the story, and he goes, "And that's what happened, or at least I think so." If I'm gonna yeah, have a past, yeah. I prefer it to be multiple choice. That's the only way that I'll like that. Yeah, like if they tell this movie and then they go, "Yeah, this was all bullshit that he just made up." Like, um, I can get behind that because then that's still. I don't, that still Will keeps up the aura. But the, the trailer was good. But I, well, hold up, Mike. I just want to say this. I do think what this movie will be is I think this is going to be the new Logan. Um, this is going to be the film that critics are going to love. Critics are going to love it. I can tell you this right now. He's going to get people are going to be pushing for him to get nominated for an Oscar. He's probably going to deserve it because he's no, he's going to deserve like it Ken without said. question. You can tell that. He's fucking deserve it. Critics are going to absolutely love this film like they loved Logan. And there's going to be a contingent of comic book fans who hate this film because they don't like what they did with the Joker. And then there's going to be a bunch of people who are like, I like the film. I think it was a good film, but I didn't like some of these parts, which is like where I stood with Logan. Like, I thought Logan was a good film, but I didn't a like... bad comic book film. I thought it was a bad yeah. comic book film. I think if you take Logan out of that movie, it's a great movie. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think they, um, and I know you don't want to go off on like a long Logan tangent, but it was a thing where 
you've you've built this universe. You've told us that these are the same characters that we're invested in. You can't just say something happened yes. and now <laughs> Professor X's brain is halfway across the the universe and he's dead to the world. Like you, something happened wasn't enough. Like they they decided they wanted to skip the entire middle. Um, and so yeah, if that's if that's you know. Um, a non-racist John Wayne that you toss in there, and yes. it's an amazing movie. Yeah. But, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, Mike, what did you think about the trailer? I had pretty much the exact. Same. I was I was almost upset that the trailer actually was like kind of interesting to me. <laughs> I was I watched it and I was like oh, I can't wait to watch this garbage, and then I watched it and I was like, well, that wasn't garbage. The-? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. Like I was like, yo, because we've been talking about this shit happening for like like months now, uh, and Brandon was like, this shit should not come out. And was, then, yeah, no, go ahead. And then you see it, and then Joaquin is just fucking everything and more <laughs> that you wanted to see on a preview or a trailer. Like, and you're like, oh shit, I might actually want to see this movie. I mean, I was always going to see it for the show, you know, but I now, like, I feel like I'm going to, it's going to be like, I, I don't know. I was surprised that, like, it was before I get into why I, I almost, I almost, I almost agree 100% with Brandon pretty much. There, this should not have happened. <laughs> Like Brandon said something earlier that stuck with me that it's just because you have a good character, they don't all not all the good characters need their own movies. He he does not need a movie about him at all. I agree. No, uh, and especially with that little boy has already been cast Bruce as Bruce Wayne. Wayne. What? Why are you doing that? See, <laughs> like, I hate why? That why do you need to lot. do that? Like, like why? I, <laughs> why are you taking away the most integral parts of these characters? Here's the thing: DC loves Batman, and so. They try to shoehorn Batman into almost anything they possibly can instead of just doing Batman. Like, I watched Gotham, and I'm like, okay, instead of doing Gotham, why don't you just do a Batman show? Like, just do a Batman TV show. If Like, you want to do Batman so bad, just do a Batman show. Like, people will watch it. You don't have I to would. like you don't have to shoehorn everything into Batman. Um, but, yeah, I, I, th- I, think, I think it's going to be really good. It's a diverse cast, which is good. I saw some people complaining about, like, you know, they're like, oh, they're going to do this thing where they make the white guy turn bad because people made fun of him. And that's what made him, that's justifying him being a homicidal maniac or whatever. And I'm just like, I'm not getting to that because. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, like, I'm into, mm. the, I'm, you know, I, I'm okay with the commentary, but let's see the movie first. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I think we're all going to go see the movie. Oh, by the way, Cam, I know you. Yeah. <laughs> I followed your journey on Titans. Uh, yes. How you started out interested and you ended up like the rest of us. Um, have you started watching Doom Patrol? Yes. And what do you think about the Doom Patrol? I love it. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so weird and so crazy. And like, I don't know how much I loved it before Cyborg got there, but mm-hmm. he's like the tether he's like the thing that's real um and he exists outside of this world and you kind of see like young fledged fledging hero trying to find his place in the world and so i, I kind of try to look at it from from the way that he sees things yeah and cyborg is like, us the yeah 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 um, and who is um, there's another show that i again i don't want to drag oh cyborg is a lot like cisco was to me on the flash mm-hmm. 
I'm like, yo, this is who I'm watching it through. Like, he makes the funny references, and it's a game to him sometimes, but it's not. But but Cyborg is like that that authentic thing who who exists in more than one world, and now he's kind of, you know, with these outcasts, but also wants to prove his worth and leadership with them. And he's dealing with dad issues and mom issues, and you know, when they had him on uh, on Tinder. And it just wasn't going his way. I was like, "Oh God!" But no, I, I don't know. I don't know what the budget is for this show. I don't know who's paying for this out of their pocket. But my God, like they're—it's crazy, and I love. You say, say thank you. Yeah. yeah. Brandon Fraser has resurrected his career. For Listen, me. Cliff Steele, <laughs> Robot Man, is the most tragic character on television now. Every week. I'm like, can it get worse for this dude? Like, can it possibly get worse for him? That rat boy, that rat messed him oh, up. Oh, oh my god! That I'm episode, so sad. I was so sad. That's what I was saying. I was so, I was. Hold on. Okay, I got. I can, this is a safe space. Okay, I was so torn because I'm watching this and I'm trying not to laugh because of how his head is moving, but I'm also like traumatized by what this fucking guy's going through, and, and it's just like this conflicting feelings within me that I did not know how to react to that scene. I watched it twice because I'm like, this is so fucked. I'm just watching this like, this is so dark. Like, it's so dark. Um, it's dark, but funny. It's like Rick and Morty. It's like, if you watch Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty is fucking dark. Like, that is a dark-ass show. Like, the... It's so great, though. But it's so funny. Uh, and, and this is as a similar way. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad you're liking that. Um, Alright, a little bit of politics on this week in Twitter. Uh, what's going on with your man Joe Biden, Cam? Like, does he not know how to like? Like, has he not learned anything? I, you know, what you don't like, learn new shit at seventy, yo. Yeah, yeah. The like the stills of him and the way that he like. I don't know if you saw like I was posting those pictures of from Access of people like doing like the prom picture with Alexa like holding her. Oh from yeah, that was and, so weird. And with Becky, and it's just like, you know, we are, we have people in charge who don't understand personal space. Mm-hmm. And that leads to people being younger and younger and younger, not understanding personal space. And that's not clearly establishing that, you know, that you can't be like that with everybody. I think causes problems. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it, it's hard for me because, you know, I look at my man Obama and that's Obama's man. And like, you've never seen, you've never heard anybody say Obama gave me the wrong hug because no. you know what time it is at home. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, 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 <laughs> But man, it's it's like it's it's hard to when we start talking about you know politics and people we're gonna have to push for and root for, and you see stuff like this and you're just like yo like I, I don't. But the problem with Joe is talking it, about. But I will say one time I met Obama at his, at this thing and I tried to shake his hand and I think I touched it for maybe ha- a quarter of a second before Secret Service swatted me away. So. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking be. about, but that's just what I'm going to interject with that comment. But you know Mike, what? You should fist bump, Mike. You got to do fist bumps, man. Obama's a fist bump. That would have been cooler. I don't know what to do. I, I, met, I met Obama in 08. I never know what to do and, uh, in those situations when I meet, like, important people. Uh, you know, when I uh, – I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I stood in line for three hours to meet Stan Lee and trying to debate what to call him when I got there. And then <laughs> – I just never said I – th- I said something. I was like, do I call him Mr. Lee? Do I call him You didn't him say Stan? dad, did you? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> okay. I think I got there and I just – I talked to him, but I never actually addressed addressed him as – I was just like, hey, I'm a big I, – I, you know, I didn't ever say – that's what I you decided to did the whole fanboy thing. Okay. So, I don't know. But I don't know what to do with Obama either. Not very interesting. Situation. Uh, no. <laughs> 
Joe Biden, no, here's the thing. Joe Biden could have, it's so easy. All he had to do, all Joe Biden had to do, because here's the thing. You saw these think pieces where it was like, I can't believe y'all are canceling Joe Biden. Y'all are saying he's like R. Kelly and Bill Cosby and I'm and Hal Weinstein. And I'm like, no, I didn't see anybody say that. That was like legit. Nobody, like, nobody was saying he was Bill Cosby. All, all Joe Biden had to do was say, listen, I, I grew up in a time where like this is how you treated, like how you interacted with women. You know, you say honey and sweetie and you give them hugs and pecks on the head. And, you know, at, at the time, when I was brought up, I was never told that this was not the right thing to do, and women weren't empowered to speak at that time to inform me that they were uncomfortable. And now that women are coming out in a time where they're more able to say these things publicly and let it be known, I look back on those actions, and I realize that they were wrong, and that's not the way that you're supposed to interact with people. And I apologize for anyone that I offended. I was not intending to do that, but I should have known better, and now that I do, I'm going to make sure that people don't do that. And if he'd have done that, that's it. Perfect. That's hey, Brad, all you had to do. Can I listen, can I tell you something that you know but you don't know? Mm-hmm. People who don't touch women and people, people who don't touch people inappropriately, people who don't sexually harass people, people who don't make people uncomfortable, people who don't do that know how to apologize for that. Mm-hmm. People who do it don't know how to apologize for it. It, it, it's, it's weird to like to say that because it makes so much sense, but they but they don't know because like well, you know Kodak. You go to go to defensive like, you, because yeah. you didn't like I'm living my life wrong. You're just telling me I'm living my life wrong, and this is just me. So like, there's no way not to feel attacked. Almost, you know. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, a that's an excellent point. Oh my god, did the Hardys just win the belts? Don't tell me that. Because uh, I'm, I'm on delay, and I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, my bad. I'm watching on this. I'm streaming this. I thought I was on delay. I'm watching on, on a USA, uh, watching uh, on USA Network. Uh, yeah, uh, on, uh, yeah, on stream. Uh, like, oh, <laughs> Live reaction to a title change. Oh, man. Uh, whatever. Uh, all right. Then we had uh, the the murder of Nipsey Hussle and all the reaction to that. Uh, Cam, were you a fan of Nipsey Hussle before this? And like, what have you thought about everything that's happened uh, since then? Yeah, I think that um, when you look at a project like 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 a Victory Lap, or even before that, <laughs> he was you know he had that idea like I'm gonna sell what make a hundred copies, sell them for a hundred dollars. Um, Nipsey is. He's just unique. Everything that the game is not Nipsey Hussle is. Yeah. And like, I'm somebody who thinks like Doctor's Advocate is this amazing album. Um, Nipsey was not. Nipsey didn't need to tell you who his famous friends were. You know, Nipsey didn't need to tell you who he knew or how much money he had or how women felt about him not that those things never came across but nipsey was about empowerment he was about his neighborhood he was about becoming more um and like it's it's you know almost eerie to have an album like a victory lap drop um right before you pass um he just seemed to want the best for everybody like even when nipsey's one of those people who made the misstep of talking about the lgbt community in in a less than perfect light and then when asked about it directly, had the proper response for it because he understood how important people were. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it, it's, you know, he's my age. He's 33. It's, um, it sucks that somebody who has done as much as he's done at such a young age 
um, and was just doing things the right way. It sucks to have somebody like that gone. And I've never, ever, 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 ever seen a, a, the type of public outcry and appreciation for somebody passing in entertainment like I've seen with him. Um, yeah. and for him, somebody who's relatively new um, in his industry. It's amazing. Yeah. And I, people want this thing where you fit into their perfect box. And no one's ever going to fit into your perfect little box. And so, yeah, he may have had, he had some issues with that. And so if some people in the LGBT community feel a certain type of way about him, okay, they feel that type of way. But then th- there's this thing where people overreact to the overreaction, right? Because then you get the people who go, oh, so you wanted Nipsey to die because he said something. And I'm like, I didn't see anyone on Twitter say, I'm glad he was dead. I wish I would have did it myself. Like, I didn't see that anywhere, at least in my timeline. I saw some people say, you know, he was a complicated figure and he had these things that make me feel different, have multiple feelings about his death. And I'm like, yes, that's a lot of people. Uh, so, but that's the time, that's the time that we live in. Uh, and it's, it's sad in a way. I mean, in some ways it's good where we don't, because back in the day it used to be, no matter how terrible you are, you like when you die, we just say good things about you. And that's not, that's not cool either. And then, right. but, and, but we also shouldn't be at a point where somebody makes says one thing or does one thing wrong, but and that disregards every other good thing that he may or her or she may have done in their life. Uh, Devin, what do you think? Because I didn't really listen to Nipsey, so I know you yeah. two probably did. So that's what I wanted to ask you. Yeah, for. I'm I'm a real proponent of like give people the roses when they're here. Like, and I can honestly say. I'm not a West Coast fan, but every time Nipsey dropped, I would listen to him. I'm going to give it a couple spins, and I respect it that his lyrics were his life. Like, anybody that lives their art, I I fuck with that. Um, And I hated the fact that we screamed conspiracy. Oh, don't and even like, bring that up. Don't, we're not even going to acknowledge that ridiculousness. I hate that. I saw my man um, Deep Palm on Twitter today was like, Dr. Sebi's as much as a doctor as Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> that was so good. Um, oh, what the <laughs> fuck? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, did y'all see this Magic I, Johnson news? Yeah, I was about to Yo, guess what? You know what that means? We ain't going to be shit for another 10 years. God damn it. And we got LeBron. We got LeBron out in L.A. doing nothing. Good to be a Clippers fan right now. Oh, God. Oh, because that means, you know, Kawhi said he's going Mm -hmm. next year. Yo, it's going to be so bad. Just because we didn't get Anthony Davis, Magic got to walk away. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm done. I don't. Yo, it's hard being a Laker fan. I'm a Cowboy fan and a Laker fan, so I always cried and died a thousand deaths. Magic's was the only thing. I thought Magic was going right to ship. Who? What are we going to do now? Well, who are we going to blame? We ain't got nobody to blame. So shit's just bad. Shit ain't going to get done. We're not gonna, uh, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm hurt in a different type of way right now. Um, but yeah, with Nipsey, it's just, um, I, I kind of, I didn't want to be a conspiracy guy, but like, you know, the government did admit killing Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and some other people. Um don't but, be tinfoil hat on my show, Devin. I'm not. Sure. I'm not please I'm don't not, put on your I'm tinfoil not. hat, please. But look, I felt so weird when it happened because I was like, yo, he got shot in front of his store in his neighborhood and wow. nobody got it. They didn't catch this nigga? So, That's what happens, though. That's neighborhood shit. It happens every day, unfortunately. And, and, and you're right. And it just, 
And I just felt weird because he, he's such a good dude, and it's not overnight that people know he's a good dude. And he has, again, like you say, he doesn't have to brag about the famous people he knew or what he's doing. Um, and he always, if you ever see clips of him, he's always dropping gems. He was dropping gems yeah. the whole time. And you just, yeah, it, it sucks that you lose people like that too soon. Uh, before we get into the news news, I know Mike's dying to talk about something he knows shit about. Um, uh, as a UT alum, uh, Cam, how would you feel about Texas Tech taking that L last night? Man, fuck them niggas, man. Look, <laughs> yeah, we, um, yeah. yeah, it's just kind of that thing. Um, Texas Tech is, you know, A&M and OU are the rivals. You know, you, you either go to A&M or you go to UT. Like, it's kind of how it works. And then, you know, if, if they won't have you, then you go to Texas Tech. Um, it's, it's, oh. it's like six hours from everywhere. Um, that's a dry county, so you got to sneak your liquor. Um, the women, eh, they're very hit and miss. Um, yeah, no, I, I, of course, nothing but good luck to the kids. You know, the kids are fine on the team. Fuck the rest of the kids and the coach <laughs> and these all them. Like, nah, man. Like, I, I, um, I hate that I was subjected to watch that. Oh like, yeah, that was terrible. It, it, I, I, it was funny. I was arguing with a friend of mine probably about um, an hour before we got on, and uh, she played uh, college basketball down here at Texas State, and she just okay, swears, yeah, like she swears that. The um, you know, college basketball is so much better than the NBA. I'm like, no. She's like, they don't play any defense. I'm like, you're not watching. And yeah. like, uh, you know, like we're talking about. I understand why she likes college basketball better from a team standpoint. I don't care about teams. Like, as somebody no. not interested in the product, where are the stars? Hold on, she was going full. I hate the NBA guy with you. She did that. All the cliches. That, that they game. don't play defense. They don't play team ball. What did she say? They travel. Did she bring that up? Traveling did not come up. Oh, traveling. That's the next. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I I'll tell you this though, as as much as I don't like the product, the fact that there are children because they're still children, mm -hmm. the fact that children play this game means in a close game in the last two minutes, you never you're going to see some of the wildest yeah. stuff you've ever seen. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like, seems boneheaded until you remember it's a bunch of nineteen year olds. Yes. What life decision have they ever made that's good that's fixed? When I so, play. Like, this is, I played football in college, and my coach told me, he said, there's nothing more untrustworthy in the world, nothing more unreliable in the world than 18 to 22-year-old men. Yeah. It's all And I'm like, yes, that's exactly how the NCAA, that's what the NCAA tournament relies upon. It relies upon good teams having 18-year-olds do 18-year-old shit in some small school with 23-year-olds, all seniors, coming up and beating them that's nowhere near as talented and that creates the yeah. the, the quote-unquote drama <laughs> and it. you you being a d1 athlete like i can imagine how much you hate the idea of the underdog because i hate the idea of the mm -hmm. underdog yeah i'm an american i don't care about the <laughs> underdog like me i'm i'm if I'm better, I want to be better. I don't want you to grab right. my hook or my crook. I don't want your stupid zone uh, defense. Oh, hate zone. Stop me. God, I hate like, the no, zone. I don't care about none of that. So, oh, so yeah, like yeah. it's um, but but again, like I I do love like the vulnerability of and I hate I hate it for every every college kid that loses that isn't a piece of garbage. I hate it for. I hate that feeling. I hate to have to go through that in the moment. But I mean, last night, in fairness, was pretty fun. Those last two minutes of regulation. Yeah, it was. But oh no, yeah, 
I do not want to watch a 68 to 68 regulation game in any sport unless it's college football. Yeah, I said on Twitter yesterday, and I say this all the time when it comes to I say this when it comes to movies and when it comes to sports. And when it's sports, I say just because a game is close doesn't mean it's a good game. It's a close yeah. game. And with movies, I always say just because you like the movie doesn't mean the movie was good. And just because you didn't like the movie mean doesn't mean the movie was bad. Like those are not one and the same all the time. Uh, okay. All right, let's get to some of these news stories uh, so we don't keep camp too long. And Mike can come back and talk. Uh, Emily Beck Richards, uh, who plays uh, Felicity on Arrow, is leaving after this season. Uh, so they've already announced the next season of Arrow is going to be its last season. Uh, there's only going to be eight episodes, but uh, Emily is leaving after this season. Mike, were you surprised to hear that? Yeah, because why didn't I just don't understand why she didn't finish out the season? Well, the she whole show out in, this season. You mean next season? Yeah, but next season's only twelve episodes, so eight it's episodes. only half a season. Eight. Oh, it's even shorter. Yeah, mm-hmm. why not just do eight more episodes? Maybe she got a new pay. show. Uh, well, yeah, that makes sense, but I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's. Are you hurt, Mike? You seem hurt. Yeah, you hurt by this? Hurt. I mean, I loved her. I had no. I mean, there's a lot of people on the internet who actually. I was surprised to see in a lot of these like comment sections that everyone. A lot of people were happy about this. I was like, why are you happy about this? I, I had no problems with her. I thought she was great. Um. But Cam, did you I, watch I mean, Arrow? The, yeah. The only thing I was weirded about was why she didn't finish out the season. If she's got a new show, though, I'm more understanding of that. Did you ask me if I watched Arrow? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, and it's it's funny. Um, when when Diaz kind of became like the central bad guy, even though I was watching, that kind of turned my antenna up, you know, for for that run. And he was just diabolical and evil and was working everybody, you know, in the city. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not super caught up on this season, but I'll say this: I I think that um, you know, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine is one of my all time favorite shows. And okay. Yeah, the very one of the best characters on there is Jazia Dax, and, and she was great, and she was integral. And her and Worf got together, and then it got to the point where she was just like, "Man, fuck this! I don't, I don't like who I'm working with. I don't like the producers. I don't like the directors. I'm gonna go do Becker." And I was like, you know, as a kid, I'm like, how can she just leave the show? Like, she's an integral part, and she was just gone. And then I saw she had another show, and I was like, well, I, I, I get it. And I, I think with, you know, something like an Arrow, as much as. You know, we love it because I think that, you know, that it's good that that show's ending because they're not going to mess it up. Like they, they've had some off seasons, but they get to kind of finish on, on their terms in a short season and the wheels don't fall off. But, you know, I, I understand, you know, as as somebody who um, like a working adult, you know, as much as you'd like to finish <laughs> a project, like when that next thing comes along, if it's lined up for you, sometimes you got to jump on it because you don't know how long that offer stands, mm-hmm. especially like doing shows like this where like who knows if Stephen Amell is going to become a big star because I think he's great but who knows if he's going to outgrow this like his um, other roles have been like I mean they're not bad but they're not like groundbreaking yeah Yeah. so I think you got to strike while the iron's hot and and maybe it's it's hot for her right now Uh, before we go on to this next story uh, Cam do you think um, Lacey Evans went and cooked a pot roast after that beating last night she definitely had look she definitely had uh Maria who works out the back of the house make one. Absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but her outfit was bomb last night though. I fuck with that. I I like women in that Absolutely. era. Yeah, she she has a great look about her. Um I actually like like her physicality like in her matches in NXT, but no, um 
she she definitely owned slaves. <laughs> <laughs> She's so, so traditional. <laughs> um, <laughs> Marvel Rising, three new specials announced. So right now, Marvel Rising is on fire. Talk about it. In addition, I'm excited. Okay, in addition to Marvel Rising Heart of Iron, a new special that will focus on high-tech teen hero Ironheart, three more Marvel Rising specials are coming, and each one will highlight a new Marvel superhero. Um, let me see what we got here. The Heart of Iron premiere, Marvel Senior Vice President Animation, said they're going to have uh, upcoming specials will focus on Shuri, America Chavez, and Ghost Spider, who might more uh, might more familiar to comic readers in Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse as Spider-Gwen. Uh, okay. so Devin, why I didn't know what that was. Yes, um, because I watch all of these Disney XD shows that Marvel has, uh, and it's amazing. Um, Marvel's Spider-Man is great. Um, whatever Avengers you watch, it doesn't matter if it's the Secret Wars, it doesn't matter if it's the Wakandan um, uh, series. It's been great. Uh, the Mighty Avengers are great. Iron Man is great. Everything is fucking fantastic on XD, and for them to do Marvel Rising and actually have specials on characters that don't need movies, but you can get their stories out, and you can tell their stories, and relate to kids, and get kids in the comic books, I love every bit of it. Uh, Mike, what about you? For, I actually haven't watched a lot of the Disney XD shows, to be honest. Um, I heard about this news, though, and I'm, I'm totally for it. I actually need to get I've seen clips from all the shows, and I need to get, like, at, at least I don't even know where I would even watch them, but I would like to at some point, because Devin's always talking about them, and they look good from what I've seen. Uh, Spider-Man, I, like, Spider-Man by itself is great. Like, yeah, I've they, seen a lot of the Spider-Man one. Uh, is that the one with Drake Bell as the voice, or is that a different one? Yes. Yeah, that yes. One, I've seen a lot of that one. I've seen, some, like, yeah, that one looked really good, and I've seen other clips, and I've been, I've been like, wanting to watch them at some point. Um, I'm kind yeah, of hoping... they're, they're doing their third telling of Spider-Man's now. That's what. Uh, that's how I'm kind of feeling like they'll end up like what DC Universe did with their shows and put them on their stream. I have a feeling they'll end up on the Disney one, and I'll be able to finally watch it all there because I'm already going to get that. Oh so yeah, that's probably my, my plan for that uh, is to just watch them all on there. Hope I'm sure they'll be there because um, otherwise I just don't even know where I would. <laughs> I'm not going to pay for anything else right now until no, don't do it coming out because it's going to come out and I'm going to watch them all. <laughs> Uh, Cam, what about you? What do you think about this? I found out Marvel Rising was a thing uh, via a Twitter DM that you sent me (laughs) yesterday. (laughs) So, (laughs) but no, um, like after like reading up on it because you're good enough to provide links in your uh, show notes, it looks really interesting. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. To to my knowledge from the things that I've seen, they haven't missed yet. Mm -hmm. So yeah, more content is not going to be a bad thing with Marvel. They seem to, they super serve the audience on every level they can. So yeah, definitely for it. I was gonna uh, put on my Facebook joint shot time. We got one because I was. I'm just happy about Riri. Riri like gonna get an iHeart on TV. Re-re- it's gonna be amazing. Riri and American Chavez. American Chavez is a Latina, lesbian, yeah. uber powerful woman who can transfer dimension, like has dimensional travel, like interdimensional powers. Uh, getting a TV show is like really cool. She's so dope. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and then Shuri, we just keep Shuri. that black shit going with Shuri. Yeah. Um, Titans upgrades Jason Todd actor to series regular for season two. So we all. Uh, <laughs> are you going to come back for Titans season two, Cam? Are you that type of completionist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch season two. Um, I, I think that 
Ooh, it's that it's, like very un, it's super uneven. Like it, like it really is. Like some episodes are really strong. Like to me, the strongest stuff that they did was the Hawk and Dove stuff. Like I thought that was really good. Oh, you talking want, about the ED? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want ED um, and CTE. I didn't know you could get. Oh, both. the CTE one was good. Yeah, that yeah, one was yeah, good. But that part um, was good. Yeah, those those that that those characters are, are the best thing they have to me. I liked it. Jason Todd early on was like this. You know, super brash kid, and then he's like, "Just I'm gonna kill some people." Um, <laughs> I didn't like that. So he, well, didn't, yeah. he didn't become that damaged until after he became. Uh, I mean, he was right, always right. more aggressive, but he didn't become that damage until that damage until after he was killed. I Which will is- say, I'm rooting for the second season. I hope it's better, and I I want I want a few things to happen after they fix the issue, after they, however they're, I don't know how they're going to come back from it's that. It's a dream sequence. It's not a dream. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to come back from that in, like, the premiere of the next season. Um, but I, I want Cyborg to make his way onto Titans, and I want Titans to be better. He should have been <laughs> like, there from just, the beginning, but. He should have been there from the beginning. I don't think. He's uh, on Doom Patrol, and I like him, and yeah, I like yeah. him there, but I don't want him to stay there forever, because I think he yeah. would. I could just imagine him like with these other heroes on Titans, and provided Titans does well for itself as it should. It, how it, it doesn't make successful. sense. How I think they're going to learn like- from Doom Patrol. The biggest issue I had with Titans is that they completely ignored their characters, and like I'm not someone who believes that every. I say this all the time. You don't have to be exactly like the comic books, but you got to have the spirit of those characters. When I looked at Dick Grayson on that show, nothing about that Dick Grayson reminded me of Dick Grayson in any way of any iteration I've seen him ever. And not just the comic books, in any other TV show, in any other movie, any if anybody had ever seen Dick Grayson before Titans, and then you watch Titans, there's no way you think that's Dick Grayson. Titans got positive enough reviews that I don't even know that they're going to realize that they've made some mistakes. I think, I think, well, Doom Patrol's gotten even better reviews. And I think Doom Patrol... Play Doom Patrol was able to make you care about the characters. I didn't care about anybody on that show except Hawk, like Cam said, because he went through some shit with his brother and stuff. Like I care about his brother though, yeah. Yeah, those are the only characters I actually had any feelings towards. The rest of them, I'm just like. But you know what? Though it's like like Mike said, like one of the issues with a Jason Todd killing people is because we're familiar with. Jason Todd over a few universes, but they all do kind of have that same thing. Um, they have a mean streak. Joker takes them away from Batman. They kind of wait in the shadows and they see Batman quote unquote move on. And then that's what brings that thing out of him. A doom patrol has the luxury of, of course there's canon to doom patrol. It absolutely does not matter. Yeah, exactly. They could do anything that they wanted. I wouldn't even know. Yeah. The voice, the voices won't be loud enough pushing against it to where they'd adjust. And so that's an advantage of a show like that um, to where they can just kind of go whatever route. It's like, Gotham was so crazy that you could enjoy it because you accepted that none of this is going to be canon whatsoever. Um, but they established that from the jump. But it is oh, something like hold on, time out, time out. Uh, <laughs> did you just did you just say you like Gotham? Yeah, is we that, don't. No, that is not what I said, sir. We're not I, about I, Gotham. Right? I never said no, I like. Never Gotham. said you like oh, Gotham. I specifically oh. said you can enjoy the craziness of it. I, yes. I, I said I liked it. I've been having <laughs> this so you enjoyed it at, at a point. I enjoyed uh, when uh, like, he's not I enjoyed, wrong. What's his I liked name? the first two seasons. Yeah. I liked when Grundy was uh, was an MMA fighter. Totally. You got to Grundy in the in the ring 
Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> hold on. What? I, I, I didn't mind the first two seasons. I'll give. I'll, I'll go with you there. Um, I, hold I on. Hold on. Hold on, Mike. Hold on, Mike. You just ignored. You just ignored everything he just said. <laughs> Did you just say Solomon Grundy was an MMA fighter fighting the Riddler? Yeah, he was fighting for. He was fighting. Uh, I think he's fighting for Barbara. But like Riddler was what? like. <laughs> Not Barbara Gordon. Uh, probably Barbara Keen. No, he's Barbara Keen. And then um. What's my girl's name? Uh, uh, and then, uh, what's what's what's? Les- and then Leslie Tompkins uh, took took over the hood because um, she could give them medicine at a cheap price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, oh, and then Penguin man. was the only one who got to eat, and everybody else was eating crumbs, and, <laughs> and he threw it on the floor. Like it's so outrageous that I could find like enjoyment from it, but it wasn't good. I didn't like it. I made it. I was like, okay, bullshit. Let me keep watching. I've been having this problem where I've been talking, like I found a lot of people at my office who like superhero stuff. And you know, I, they, a few of them have been listening to the show and they like, I found them listening at their desk and stuff, but I just assume that people hate Gotham. And so they're like asking me all these questions what I'm watching and I'm giving them my like, like speed round opinion of it. And then they're like, Gotham, I'm like all oh, that terrible, terrible trash show. And then they're like, Oh, we, I was with a guy and his sister, and they were both like, oh, uh, we, we enjoy Gotham. And I'm like, oh. Dude, oh, people are watching this is, the show. This is awkward. <laughs> people I don't are know watching what to do the show. Yeah. I'm, gonna get, I'm going to get uh, so, some form of either high or drunk and binge watch Gotham. <laughs> I wouldn't we'll even waste the effort. No, this is like an Alamo draft house to me exists to have Gotham watch parties. <laughs> oh, <laughs> swear. Yeah, the they fuck? just turn it on. <laughs> You Wait till just... you see this, Cam. What the Uh-oh. fuck just happened? <laughs> like, I'm watching. But, yeah, I, I think that Gotham is one of those shows that, that deserves to be ridiculed. Um, I, I thought Donald Lowe was, was good all the way through the damn thing for, for everything I watched. But, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's not great. What? Okay. Don't do it, Drew. <laughs> no. I saw the most recent trailer for the sizzle reel for their uh, new for the season, Joker? and I'm like, Oh well, that but like Bane mostly. It's just horrible. It's so bad. I can't. I want. I, I can't wait for the show stand, to be. So I love Batman. Batman is my favorite superhero. Yes, we I all, hate this we show. all know this. Yes, but the show is not a Batman show, so I can hate it. Okay, I guess that's a good point. <laughs> um, Cam, are you excited for Rush Hour Four? No, I am. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I didn't. I, I guess I didn't get that far in the show news. God damn, that's, that's yeah. happening. It's yeah, it's like, Rush Hour. I'm not excited for Bad Boys 3. I am. And the thing about it is, like, I thought Bad Boys 1 was a a cool movie. Bad Boys 2, it's... Very few franchises can go from, like, buddy comedy to full-on action flick. Yes. It's like, it's kind of like the Fast series. Yes. Where they were like, you know what? Like, like when Fast 4 came out, I was like, wow, this is so good. What was that bullshit they were doing earlier? Um... But I don't think that, like a rush hour four, like, I, do they have jokes there. saved up? Are the right. same jokes going to be funny to me ten years later? Because they no. weren't that funny in three. Hey, like, no. What happened in rush hour three? Like I, they. I don't even which one was rush hour three? See, that's the point. They went back to L.A. <laughs> like I think, or they, no, they went to Paris, but they were in L.A. But then. Why did the light-skinned girl not end up killing them and then ended up with them? Oh, she-, she was a map, and they had this fight on the Eiffel Tower, and, the, and they played war. Yeah. And yeah. then Cage showed up, and no, I don't know. Um, but no, it was good. <laughs> and so, that, not really. No, I, I mean, I like to see Chris Tucker get a check. That's always cool. 
but no. Okay. I'm excited for both Rush Hour 4 and Bad Boys 3. I don't think I've ever been with my dad watching a movie and have him laugh harder than when in Bad Boys 2 that kid comes to take out Martin Lawrence's daughter on a date. Oh, and yeah. Will Smith is pretending to be like a drunk thug. And Martin Lawrence is like, it's that's hilarious. Yeah, and that is so funny. And that will never not be funny <laughs> to me. That was that that I, I I'm I'm okay with those both of those people. I like both of those duos, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith and um Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. And they could do whatever they want in my book. Okay, Mike, all right. Um yeah, so Dwayne Johnson The Rock uh claims that the Black Adam film is gonna start filming this year. In less than a year. Yeah, okay. You know, you realize he's been signed as Black Adam for ten years now. Mm-hmm. Ten I mean, years. I feel like you guys, being being the show that you are, you've already seen Shazam. Yeah, I saw Shazam. Yeah, yeah. everybody, and I haven't watched it, but it's everybody good. seems to love it. Yeah, it's really good. Like, so if there was ever, even though again he's been making this claim, you know, damn near since Crisis on Infinite Earth, but you know, <laughs> like us to be here when they have a successful Shazam movie. Um, and by the way, Zach Levy, he's a he's a gem. He really is. We yeah, went yeah. to uh, perfect. We did and we went to his Q and A talking about the movie, and he was so excited about it. And for it to actually be like a good movie, I think is really cool. So, hey, I mean, if if there's ever, I don't know who The Rock went in and and choked, but he was like, "Yo, y'all are gonna make a good movie if I'm signing on for this bullshit." So, this is their best chance to really have something. If this, movie, if this movie, if the Black Adam movie is going to happen, it's now is the only time that it's... Yeah. Like, so if he says it's going to happen in less than a year after Shazam's success, I, I'm almost inclined to believe that it actually might this time because... And I also think, I heard a, lar- a large portion of this is Dwayne Johnson is a little difficult when it comes to scheduling because he's just in yeah, so many things. Yeah, because he does and every movie that yeah. shows up to him. And so <laughs> I heard he was literally, like, they, they did try to do this a while ago and he was like, no, nah, that just doesn't work for me. And he kind of takes over a little bit when he's, uh, which I love Dwayne Johnson, so I don't really care if he does that because I trust Dwayne. Like the fact I mean, y'all call him Dwayne Johnson, y'all get—he's the Rock. He's always going to be the Rock. I, this other guy, I only see the Rock. Well, so um, Dwayne Johnson. No, okay. I mean, I know him as—I know his name is the Rock. I, I, don't, I just call him. <laughs> he hasn't been the Rock to me. That's just—I never watched him wrestling. I didn't watch any of this. Uh, yeah, even, that's right. Yeah, don't even. Yeah, whatever. He's all he. This is how this is how you know this is age difference on this show. You know Dwayne Johnson is Dwayne Johnson. Like no, I know him as Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but he was Pat. He was already acting by the time I found him. Yeah, so crazy. God, just yeah. make us feel. Old. But he still calls. Jesus. He's still the. Everyone still calls him the Rock, and I know why they call him the Rock. I just never. You know, I ain't never seen him drop no bars. Some, so. some, clip, some clip popped up on my on my Facebook video thing of him and um, Ronda Rousey fighting someone outside at some ring somewhere, and it was pretty cool. But... <laughs> it's an amazing description. <laughs> no, some girl slapped him, and she was like, you "Some can't girl." And then and then he was like, "Yeah, I don't hit women." And then Ronda Rousey showed up and just beat up the woman. And then Dwayne Johnson went and beat up whoever the dude was. And the woman, out. the woman and the dude are like. Like like fifty percent owners in a billion dollar company. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I, I know what you're it's talking Vince about. Vince McMahon's daughter and son-in-law. Yes, <laughs> Vince McMahon, the, the man and the woman you were talking about. <laughs> I don't know who they are. I know Rock Rousey and Dwayne Johnson. They're the people you work for. Oh, that is good. <laughs> um, so Mike, are you excited for this Morbius movie? No. <laughs> okay. Damn, that was. 
immediately. <laughs> Here's my, the thing, Jared my Leto. Exposure, my exposure to Morbius first came in the uh, Spider-Man the 2 PS2 game. Oh, wow. Yeah, He's a oh, side. Well, I remember, Cam. Oh, He's wow. so much younger than us. <laughs> wow. yeah, Sorry. 10 years. Yeah, not that much younger than you. Just apparently the only time when it counts is the time that I missed. Uh that's my first exposure to Morbius, and I was not—I was boring. Why, so why, 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 why are we fighting vampires? In Morbius is actually pretty fucking awesome, man. Did you see the clip? So there's a clip on the internet on YouTube as a as a cut scene from Blade Two. At the end of Blade Two, the original shot scene was they're on this rooftop, and then Morbius shows up, and then he yeah, goes but Morbius, Morbius can be in a Blade movie because Blade hunts vampires. I don't really. Feel like he fits in Spider Man's no, world. No, and that's my whole thing. I don't want a Morbius movie that doesn't have Wesley Snipes. Like, oh, if you're think. gonna okay, okay if you're like, gonna put Wesley Snipes in it, then do that. That's great. But not doing if that. you're just gonna make a Morbius movie, for, it's the same reason I don't want there to be a Joker movie. Okay, Why are we doing this? Here's my thing. Jared Leto's playing Morbius. Jared Leto goes full method actor all the time. <laughs> so what's he gonna go do? Hang upside so down in I a don't know. And a I have no idea. Oh, let me give you some. Let me give you some examples. Okay. In Suicide Squad, when he was playing the Joker, uh, let's see what it says here. Can I remember this story? Uh, but staying he in said, character for the entire shoot. He stayed in people. character the entire shoot. So when they're not shooting, he's acting like the Joker on set all the time. Bore the brunt of his method ways. Let him sit Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn, a love letter in a box with a live black rat. Co-star Will Smith received an envelope full of bullets. Viola Davis said that Leto sent a henchman to drop a dead Hog off to him. Leto on recent admission, he sent everyone used condoms and anal beads. Yes. Wow. Um, goes, I was I was gonna say like to, to to compliment your point, I was gonna say Dallas Buyers Club was really good, but now I'm just kind of like, hmm. So how do you method act for this? Is he just gonna avoid garlic for a year and uh, hang upside down when he sleeps? No, Michael, he's gonna do tons of weird shit. Why yeah, he's gonna get why, some okay, in Requiem, people. in Requiem for a Dream, while playing a drug addict, Harry Godford and Darren, uh, in Requiem for a Dream, it was rumored that Leto, who was dated actress Carmen Diaz at the time, gave up sex for two months. Then to recuperate and gain back the weight he lost playing Harry, Leto allegedly shaved his head and ate fish he caught on the beach in Portugal. <laughs> he lost 25 pounds uh, in another movie that he was playing uh, and lived on the street. Oh, yeah. Another movie he was playing was a homeless was person. Yeah. He lived on the street for three weeks <laughs> just so he could be a, a live-on-the-street drug addict. Yeah. Who knows what this guy is going to do playing a vampire? Who fucking knows? No, hey, seriously, um, Requiem for a Dream is why I've never done a drug harder than that drug that everybody does. Um, it Like, if there's, like, forget Dare, like, play that movie for kids, and they'll never do heroin. Ever, 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 ever. ever. <laughs> ever. They're not popping pills. They're not, they're like, whatever Young Thug's talking about, we not with it. They're not popping no pills watching that movie. That, that'll fix you. They don't fix you good. Uh, Chris Evans is launching a nonpartisan political website. Okay, here we go. Okay, so Chris Evans is definitely dope. He's my oh, Captain I heard America. About this. I heard about this. But here's the thing. Okay, this is exactly what Captain America would do if he was real. <laughs> yeah. But what Chris is going to quickly realize is that there's no reasoning with these people. He see Chris no. is better than us. Well, he he's starting out better than us. Chris is he's still a true believer. He still thinks that. He can reach, he, white man, 
can reach these people. He's not a bad person. He's anti-Trump. He's all he's on the board for all the good shit. So, but he thinks there's good in some of these people, and if we just bring them to this safe space where they can talk about how they feel, I I can convince them that this shit is wrong. And when he launches his website, he's going to see how trash people are, and he's going to quickly uh, cancel it. Uh, what did you think when you saw this game? He don't know what he's getting into, man. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've seen that clip uh, today from it was like today or yesterday from the View. And, oh um, yes, <laughs> yes. Joy Behar, Megan McCain, and it just reminds you like there is a a a strong segment of people in this country who don't know how to, how to have a conversation. It's why um, like I, I love doing what I do for the torch, but it can be difficult because not everybody can articulate their point without being succinct and not be offensive. Like not everybody can't do that. And so when you have people like who is just used to being in a position of power and is used to even when there's a a disagreeing opinion, a different viewpoint is used to having to say something fast to have the upper hand. You see how quickly that becomes Fox news or even CNN. Like, we teach, we teach kids that you have to wait your turn to talk and you have to be courteous, but we do not hold adults to that same standard. And people don't know how to have a conversation without arguing or talking over somebody. I think quickly he's going to realize how many people fall into that category. And when it's people that you already don't think they have a point to do that, it can be so frustrating so fast. Yeah, I uh... – yeah. I appreciate Chris Evans because at the platform that he has uh, in the character that he's playing, uh, he doesn't have to do this, but he constantly speaks out on Twitter. He constantly speaks out in public appearances, interviews about how much he doesn't like Trump, how he's not cool with what's going down in the world, how marginalized groups are being treated. And, and we need that. Like As much as black and brown people and marginalized people, women and minorities have been saying these things, people tend to not listen to a white white men get on board like the the civil rights movement happened mo a lot not mostly but a lot because there were some white people that was like okay yeah i agree with some of this stuff and okay and others are saying so i'm going to support it and that's how it got traction because black people have been saying those things for years and years and years and nobody listened right so chris evans being the position that he's in and especially doing this uh in the eve of probably the biggest film of all time and so the media and the coverage is everywhere. For him to be constantly st- stating his opinion on this platform is very good. The, pr- the problem with this comes is that <laughs> I think that he doesn't understand. And the other part of that is a lot of the fan base, a lot of the dude bro nerd fan base is on that Trump train, like uh-huh. it's sad to say. So for some, so I, I know it's kind of, I know it's kind of jarring for them to be like Marvel fanboys and then hear Captain America be like, yeah, but fuck your president. Like, so that's good. But he's going to get on this thing. He's going to make this thing. He's going to see how fucked up this thing is going to be. And it's not going to end well. It's just not. Um, But I'm glad he's doing something. Like, just don't do this thing. But keep doing all the other stuff. I mean, I don't think there's a problem with what he's doing. I just think what you need to pull something like that off almost – is either the amount of effort it would take to acquire it or like the, you know, it, it almost just doesn't exist. Uh, I tried to make a senior design project when I was in college for 
to filter news so that it was accurate and they were just like don't even bother it just can't be done it's like or the amount of effort same thing the amount of effort that it would take to reach that Hold goal would that's take. what you were trying to do originally before oh, that i got it been dope well they didn't let me you have to present your ideas for the first like the first six months you just present ideas and then you have six months to do it which is dumb you should decide in the first month i think and and spend more time working on a better project that but that's a different argument but i had said like I was talking to the four, three other people in my group, and we had like present. We had a presentation together, and it was like, "This is why we think this could work, and how useful it would be." And we had wrote up a rough algorithm that would pull the biggest stories from all the news um, sources and take only the facts that coincided on all of them, uh, so that you'd have the highest probability of accuracy. Um, it would just not include stuff that was only in like maybe the Fox article, or only, and then this way. You know, you still don't have a perfect article, but you're closer. And then there was other stuff that we would have gotten into, but we never got that far because they didn't let us. Because they said the amount of effort it would take to do this is too, is too hard. And the issue Mike, that Chris Mike, Evans is going to hold on, hold on, hold on, Mike. Do you realize, Mike, if you worked on that now, you would never have to work the rest of your life if you were able to well, figure that out. For the same reason that I think Chris Evans is going to struggle is people are already going to – he's already going to be set back by a group of people because he's an outspoken uh, Democrat. So, like, already people are not – like, people of the opposite party are not going to trust him. And the only people that are going to use his service are going to be primarily the Democratic Party. And thus we're going to have the same problem that we started with. Even if his articles are accurate, they're just gonna. The Republicans are still gonna be like, "Oh well, it you know doesn't what? matter." You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. So no. like, that's my issue. That's exactly like, what would happen. <laughs> his articles could be correct, yeah. but he is outspoken, and that's good for him. But bad if you want to do something like this. You need to be like. If you're gonna do something like this, you you want to have his, uh, You don't want to have this perception of bias about you, which sounds bad, you know, because you should always say what you like believe. But in this case. He's already not going to have the right side. They're not. They don't yeah. care. They already one don't care. The, uh, They're not going to bother with him. One of the things they told us as kids that's absolutely not true, but we continue to say it, is that there are two sides to every story. And it's like, no, that that's not mm. true. <laughs> there, there aren't two sides mm. to every story. Like everything doesn't have an arguing point. Everything doesn't have a counterpoint. Some things just are. Um, things just happen. Yeah. A way. They happen a way. And <laughs> yeah, they, they just <laughs> exist. <laughs> But people and, uh, tailor and adjust events based on, and that's that's what like his thing could be totally accurate. Like I'm actually, I was kind of excited to see that, but like, and then immediately I was brought down because I was like, unfortunately, even if he is, even if he achieves the hardest and the impossible or whatever, and 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 produces some content like that, no one, it doesn't matter. No one's gonna, none of the, no one on the side that, that matters, the group that. You know, the only people that are going to side with him or, or like it are the ones that already – he doesn't need to convince him anything. Right. So it doesn't matter. It's too late. Yeah. Um, but they'll tell a friend, and that friend might believe him. No, they won't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, good Good insight, Mike. I'm very proud of you. I was not Thank expecting you. that from you. That was excellent. I try. I have my moments. Um, you do have your moments. Uh, Viola Davis, Amanda Waller will be back in James Gunn's Suicide Squad. So how do you think this meeting went down, right? <laughs> so did this I, go like uh, Viola going, yeah, I'll do your movie? Or did James Gunn go to Viola and say, I want you to stay on as Amanda Waller? Because I'm leaning towards one. the former. I'm leaning towards the second one. I would say the second one, too. Um, I would say yeah. he reached out to her. Um, 
she's just tailor made for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I think that the way that Amanda Waller, like her her physique in the comics, I don't think you can produce that specifically mm-hmm. on screen because I think that. Right. Too many people who aren't invested in the DC universe are going to see that, and you're going to have 50,000 think pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then James Gunn, he got enough problems. <laughs> you know, like he, he you know, <laughs> he, did, man. he, he out of hot people. water, yo. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. He, you know, um, being talented and white is being mm-hmm. mediocre and white will get you places, but he's actually talented. Yes. So it's your places, it'll get you in the White House. You know, yes. Absolutely. Less than that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that. From from a from a thematic standpoint, like from an an acting standpoint, I think keeping her as some type of glue in that, regardless of whoever else you might replace, I think is a very big deal. Um, if anybody was ever born for a role, it's her playing mm-hmm. Amanda Waller. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. When I think of Arrow's Amanda Waller, which was no. just fine, it paled in comparison Not to this. Place. Um, yeah, she she's tailor made for this, and I think having that kind of glue in in your movie, I think he definitely made that call and reached out. So I gave two fucks about Suicide Squad, but when I saw that woman on the goddamn screen, I was like, that is Amanda Waller. Yeah, she was from, the best part. Her and uh, Margo as Harley Quinn were the best part. I saw a lot of people complaining that keeping the actors is going to make things confusing, but at the same time, the cast wasn't the issue, and I would be okay with seeing them in a better written light. Yeah, the cast so, was not the issue. Of that keep film. the whole cast if you want to. The cast has not been the issue in any of the DC films. They've done a good job casting. Yes, yeah. just all the other shit. Uh, but casting is yeah. not the issue. Um, they brought your boy Stringer Bell in. Is that you? Yeah, that was me. Oh, they brought your boy Stringer Bell in, and people thought he was going to replace Will Smith as Deadshot, but uh, they just said he's going to be another character. So. Is he uh, Black Tiger? Bronze Tiger? Bronze Tiger would Bronze be Tiger, awesome. I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people um, think he's going to be Bronze Tiger. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see who they uh, what they do with uh, Stringer Bell. Uh, Idris Elba, whatever you want to call him. He's always Stringer Bell to me. Um, and then the last story. Um, <laughs> uh, Cable almost appeared and died in Brian Singer's X-Men Days of Future Past. So What? Look, shout out to Dark Phoenix, man. Dark Phoenix. Go, y'all go see that. God Why? damn it. Why? Dark Phoenix. You? You're going to see Dark... You want to see Dark... Okay, I want to see Dark Phoenix because I want to see it die. Are you yeah, like, I'm saying. Oh, exactly. You're at, oh, I thought you were like actually interested in Dark Phoenix. No, no. Exactly. Listen, every time Dark I go Phoenix. to the movies and they show preview, like when I don't get a screener and I go to the movies and they go, they have the Dark Phoenix preview, I always laugh. And people look at me like, why is he laughing at this shit? I'm like, I, I, yeah, it's I'm ridiculous. The same, with, <laughs> the same problem as Gotham. They're talking about, are you excited for Dark Phoenix? I'm like, no. And they're like, what? Why? And I'm like, oh, well. well and then I got to go into this whole thing. <laughs> you know, I, I and the problem that you have with Gotham is a, is a valid one and a real one and probably the right one. The problem I have with Dark Phoenix is, is different. Oh, it's, um, I'm not saying they're the same problem. I'm okay. just saying they're both I was saying, like, the problem with Dark Phoenix is that the movies are dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is just the latest pile. Um, <laughs> Did they officially cancel the new Mutants movie? The, the no, new Mutants not, movie? They said, they that's said, gonna, they said well, that's gonna, it's going to have a thematic release. Yeah, it's gonna, but it's didn't gonna they also out. say that Dark Phoenix was going to be the last movie released by Fox about the X-Men? Yes. That, they're oh, they're going to release New Mutants yeah. under Disney. Yeah. Oh, why? I don't want that. 
Is it going to be in the MCU? No, 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 no. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. The stage what doesn't if, know why we're in it. What if when Fox was selling, they were like, all right, we'll sell to you, but you got to put this one thing in the Fox MCU. Fox was not in didn't. a position to demand anything in that. Are you kidding me? You know why Fox sold? Clearly because they weren't doing well. <laughs> Brain from, yeah. yeah. They have Deadpool. You know how they say, like, uh, like the point of of movies is to make money. Like that's the chief goal, and I completely get that. And, and, and you know what? It should be, but there's a reason that they can't make any more money. Like they made a lot of money, and they have to let somebody else make the rest of it because they didn't handle it well. Like mm-hmm. people <laughs> didn't care, and people not being us, but people people didn't give a shit about Captain America. People didn't give a shit about Iron Man. Like, these were, it was Spider-Man, and it was Wolverine, and it was, I don't know, it was goddamn Hulk or somebody. Like, people, (laughs) you know, people didn't care about these characters in Marvel. And here they are, uh, you know, Iron Man and Captain America, arguably, money-wise, you know, the two biggest comic stars in the world right now, right? They didn't even make that much money. That's the even sadder thing. Oh, they left a lot of money on the table. X Men Apocalypse made less money than Ant Man, five hundred forty-three thousand, five hundred forty-three million. It was fucking horrible. X-Men, like, there's no way around it. Days of Future Fuck Past it. didn't even make eight hundred million. X Men First Class made three hundred and fifty-three million worldwide. Three hundred and fifty-three. But that, but that tells you how bad X Three was mm-hmm. because people were like, another X Men movie. Why? <laughs> X2, they, they, who people say is their best film, $407 million. They didn't care about what they were doing. Nope. Like, they did not value those characters. Imagine if in Avengers, everybody came out in black leather. <laughs> just imagine that for a second. Like, they, I did. I just, I just did that. Yeah. We can... You can just talk for hours about how bad they messed everything up. And, and they tried... It looked like with... Uh, first class, they were back on the right path to starting something, but they never valued those characters. They were embarrassed to make comic book movies. Um, and, and here we are, giving them to somebody else who's going to do them justice. And I'm going to be dead by the time they finish their full- <laughs> <laughs> It's really upsetting. I'm coming back Kevin, the great. Kevin Feige said that the X-Men are not going to appear for a very long time. Not sure if I believe him or not. Um, in the MCU, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and want I mean, them to come. The sooner, the better. Yeah, because, I mean, we're getting old. Not not you as much, but the rest of us, we're getting old. Knees <laughs> yeah, don't I, got, I got quite a bit of time. <laughs> I need these movies, man. They need to come out. But, no, um, I, I, I respect that, though. I think that doing it the right way avoids – like, the only thing worse than Fox having to sell to Marvel is if Fox kept making movies. No, it's if um, Fox sold to Comcast. That would I don't know what would have happened there. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, claw marks on every cable box. You'll have you'll have the you'll have the yeah you'll have the X Men running around like setting up uh, Xfinity in their uh, X Mansion. <laughs> yeah, they have WWE people in there because they because uh, USA is owned by Comcast. You know, it'd be a whole. You could do a uh, wrestling X Men crossover. Oh, Cyclops versus John Cena. <laughs> you can't see me. Honestly, you can't I, see honestly me. I think I would root for John Cena. And I don't even like John Cena that 
that much. I like John Cena though. I do like John Cena. It's oh, amazing. you would totally root for John Cena. Like, yo, <laughs> that if that was happening. You you root for John Cena? Are you serious? I would hundred percent. Cyclops is a heel. <laughs> um. All right. Thank you. I think that's all the news for this week. Cam, thank you so much for coming on and taking time to do this after your busy week. We really appreciate it. Uh, but before we get out of here, please tell everybody a little bit about uh, the East Coast Cast and PW Torch. Tell everybody about uh, a little bit about the South Congress podcast. Uh, and uh, especially uh, tell the ladies, especially Stephanie. I know you're listening <laughs> about your Instagram. Because uh, Stephanie, oh, oh. I know you, you, you like the Thirst uh, Instagrams. This is, uh, this is your guy right here. Wow. Um, okay, so uh, South Congress podcast, um, something I started a few a few years ago with uh, a couple of buddies of mine. Um, it's kind of turned into your weekly pop culture relationship sex talk show. That's really okay. what it is. Um, every Monday at 7 a.m. a new episode drops. Um, we did like uh, an episode and a bonus episode because I got somebody starting a show on my platform. Um, we're actually doing like a really cool thing. Wow, I get to talk about this in public. I haven't really talked about it. So my buddy Joe Anderson does this thing called The Mahogany Project. Um, it is like a, a live performance um, every couple of months. Um, talks about kind of his experiences being um, part of the black queer community. And we had him on. We did um, a show about his show. It was really cool. And then he calls me up a week ago, and he's like, hey, Cam, I want you to come to my friend's place. Um, bring your equipment and a camera. I want to talk. And we sat down and had like a half-hour conversation about um, – you know, him winding down from his show and what he wants to do in the future. So he's going to do like a half hour show every week on our network with a different creative member of a bunch of different communities just talking about their creative process. So I'm really excited for that to come out. Um, so we did audio on that. We did video on that. Um, we didn't, we finally didn't do a show this week for the first time in like four months because I was so overloaded, overloaded with the rest of the stuff I'm about to talk about. Um, so, uh, PW Torch East Coast cast, myself, Travis Bryant, Rich Fan, every week, 6.30 Eastern, 5.30 Central. Um, it's a live call-in show about the week in wrestling. You can find that at eastcoastcast.com. Um, as far as the pro wrestling torch goes, uh, pro wrestling newsletter since 1987, um, ran by Wade Keller. You hear me probably every three weeks or so, either breaking down Raw or SmackDown with him. Most recently, I did... Um, a double shot on the Bruce Mitchell audio show. I was about to say you're big time now. Yeah, man, it was it was great to um you know finally get on that. Like Bruce is like my uh kind of my hero in this podcasting stuff. So we did like uh we did a double shot. Ended up being three hours in total. That was really cool. Um, so yeah, a little bit of everything, and then and then um yeah, social media. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, Seahawks, C E H A W K. Um, yeah, thirst trap pictures. I guess I thought I was deep in that. But yeah. Um, so that's kind of all the different places you can find me doing stuff. Look, Cam is kind of my inspiration to get back into shape because uh, this dude's been on like this journey, and uh, to see where he came from and where he's at now is pretty cool to see, though. Honestly, that's I appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, it's uh. Guys, if there's if you're listening to this and you're like under the age of 25, if you want to be in oh, shape, I'm try to stay in shape. Okay, so so I'm just telling you, once you hit you know 27, 28, your body just works differently. Things slow down. If you want to <laughs> be in shape, do a little bit now. It'll help you a lot later because you know we gain a hundred pounds and then fight back from that. Um, yeah, 
I, I, the journey is cool. I don't want everybody to have to take it. I don't believe you should have to appreciate it that much. Just stay in shape. Excellent advice, Mike. Okay, ho. Mike, you got anything okay, else? Okay, ho. <laughs> Mike, you got anything else? Uh, no, nah, I think we can wait till the next next episode. Cool. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, make sure you go subscribe to the East Coast Cast. It is on iTunes too, so you can subscribe to it there and the South Congress Podcast and our podcast. Leave us all a five star review. Uh, and thank you guys for listening and we'll be back next week.